Welcome to the Pool Nation podcast, where it's all pool talk. And we ain't talking about netting and jetting or splashing and dashing. We're talking about becoming a nation of pool pros. We talk about the latest products, trends, and training in the pool industry. Now let's welcome your host with over a decade of industry insider experience and still the reigning champion of Marco Polo, Edgar De Jesus, and his co-host, John J.J. Flawless, the fastest netter in the West, and Zach the Pool Boy Nicholas. Welcome, everyone, to the Pool Nation Live podcast. I am your host, Edgar De Jesus, and yes, I am the reigning champion of Marco Polo, along with John J.J. Flawless, the fastest netter in the West, and the famous Zach, the pool boy Nicholas. Today, we're talking to a shaker and Brad Duncan with Ray Pack. Super excited to have you guys in studio. Want to welcome everyone to our live podcast, the podcast where it's all pool talk, and we ain't talking about netting and jetting or splashing and dashing. We're talking about becoming a nation of pool pros. And yes, we will talk about the latest products, trends, and training in the pool industry. But before we do that, let's thank our sponsors for this podcast, Ultimate Pool Tools, the SPPA, Blu-ray XL, Aquastar Pool Products, Natural Chemistry, you guys, which are awesome, Raypack, and Heritage Pool Supply. We want to thank them for their continued support. Mr. Zach has had a rough morning. Good morning. How are you doing? I think it's more like good evening for me at this point. (laughs) I'm a little wore out. I woke up at 3 a.m. to go catch my flight and had a text message from Southwest that said your flight's been canceled. So I just packed up and got on the road and took me about five and a half hours to get here and rolled straight in. So got my energy drink, trying to wake up, but I'm ready to go. Hey, John, I got the message from him this morning going, hey, my flight was canceled and I'm on the road. And I was waiting for the, just kidding, I'll be there in like an hour or whatever. And he literally got up at three o'clock in the morning and flight was canceled and hit the road. Yeah, that's pretty nuts. Zach, I would have taken a sick day if my flight was canceled. <laughs> I would not have, right, that is commitment. I knew I'd be called into the office though if I took a sick day. So <laughs> We'd be going straight to the HR office right after the podcast. <laughs> When I talked to you this morning, the first things out of your mouth was making fun of me. So I came over to Spider, which Spider, good job. Spiders, I'm just going to block Edgar off so John can see him. So you're literally blocked. I blocked you. Yeah, I knew someone was going to have to be left (laughs) off. I figured we're buddies, man. We're pals. I thought I'd leave Edgar off for you today. This is the second time, Edgar. Yeah, this is, it's a little bizarre listening to you and not seeing you. Just to let you know, if I ever die, that's what I'm going to do to you. I'll keep talking to you from the other world, and you can't see me. <laughs> I wouldn't have put it past you to find a way. Good morning, everybody. Excited to have Ray Pack on. Look, we're big on game-changing, and we're big on innovation and across the industry, and I think that's something that we've lacked for a very long time. Slowly but surely, over I think over the last few years, we're starting to see some huge strides in innovation. And Raypack, uh, not because they're our sponsors, but the new product and the new heater they came out with, Avia, I believe, is a game changer and it's a step in the right direction. And they have some pretty cool innovations that they've introduced with the heater. We've personally installed them ourselves, and we think it's something that everybody should know about and should get a chance to get their hands on and see the difference between some of the technologies that Raypack has to offer compared to some of the others that we've seen in the industry. The heaters have been pretty much the same for decades. 
We've changed little by little, but Raypack has made some big strides, I think, with the Avia heater, and I'm excited to talk about it today. So thanks, guys, for jumping on and flying out to Texas and dealing with Edgar, because I know that can be a little difficult, for sure, especially you, Brad, because you've had to deal with us at the Western Show, and you did a phenomenal job there, but you can only get so much of Edgar. He finally starts to get on your nerves a little nah, bit and then he fly back it. out here again. You develop a tolerance. <laughs> yeah. You see why I don't want John yeah, to see me? Knows. You see how this goes, Akshaya? <laughs> You've shown us a good time. This he took a... us to Sun Moon. You've seen oh. Andy's frozen yogurt. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> you know, he's taken us to some hotspots. I've taken him to places I haven't taken you, John. That's how <laughs> yeah. special they are. I'm jealous. I'm flying out tomorrow. I'll be there tomorrow. But I think it's just I'm jealous that I wish I was there because I'm a little homesick now because Texas is my second or first home now. I don't really know, but I know that when I'm not in Texas, after a few weeks, I start to miss it and I want to go back. I'm sure you guys had a great time. Thanks again for flying out and doing this with us. appreciate it. Akshaya, good morning. How are you? Good morning. I'm good, Edgar. Thank you. So we're super excited to have you guys. Mr. Brad Duncan, how are you? Good morning. I am well, sir. Thank you very much. Wow. That voice. Thank you very much. It just comes out. Honestly, I think I damaged my voice because I talk a lot. I do a lot of classes, and, you know, it's gravelier, gravelier than it used to be. <laughs> by the way, the word gravelier is now available for sale. I'm going to buy the dot-com of that right now. <laughs> Might as well. It's brand new. Just hot off the presses, my friends. We appreciate that. All right. So for everybody listening, before we jump into this podcast, I want to talk really quick about the Pullman University app, which, by the way, Brad Duncan is one of the instructors on the Pullman University app. Thank you for that, Brad. You guys can go to the Apple Store. You can go to the Google Store, download the app. You'll be able to see some training courses on there. You can take some classes. And Brad is on there, and he's got a course on there that's about two and a half hours. I think it came out at like 2.15, something like that. 2.15, great class on heaters. And for everybody listening, it's not just Raypack, it's really this great heater class that talks about all different aspects of heaters. So download the app, you guys can message us through there. There's also a button for anybody that is purchasing from Heritage Pool Supply Group. They have a loyalty reward program where you get a credit back to your account. There's a button there. You can click on it, click submit questions, and then next to it is the loyalty rewards. You click on it. They will reach out to you. But for everybody out there, it's free money. So take a look at it and we'll go from there. Actually, yeah, let's jump in. Let's start with you. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got started into the pool industry? To be honest, Raypack kind of just found me and I saw a great opportunity there and I knew about the company Ream. I had a boiler in my garage and I was like, okay. So I knew about them and I was pretty excited about the opportunity. And then what do you know? I, one day I just found myself in the mix of pool pros and the sea full of people. So it's been pretty exciting being able to meet so many amazing industry professionals at all the expos and trade shows like pool and spa show and Western Pool and Spa that just happened in Long Beach. So it's been pretty cool. I'm a digital marketing specialist there at the moment. That is awesome. And Brad, as we told her, she's in. It's a life sentence. You're not getting out. (laughs) Yeah. She came on board not really knowing anything about swimming pools. We we had a teacher that water was wet. (laughs) We taught once she got that down, we feel like, well, you're in now. You're in the swimming pool industry and that's it. You're done. You'll never leave. You're one of us now. (laughs) Five sentence, present sentence. Yeah. And I was impressed, by the way. So just to let everybody know, we were over in Studio A yesterday. 
And I came and I said, hey, let's do some videos. And they were both so phenomenal. I didn't have to get in front of the camera once. I just let them roll with it. So she was running the Pumulation News. He was running the Pumulation News. And I just sat back. But I was impressed that actually I was really starting to get the lingo there and started. Brad's talking oh. well. <laughs> that, that was you know, the stab, John. I mean, I you know. think that's what I'm going to say. He's slowly but surely making these shots, dude, <laughs> at us. He's taking these little jabs at us every time somebody comes down and does these videos, right? Because when it comes to us doing them, sore um, spot. It turns so, into a sore spot. It turns Brad. into a circus, you see right? That? Oh, I see it. <laughs> Hey, before we move on, I do want to give a couple of shout outs out here to Janie. Thank you for jumping on. Felipe, big shout out. Todd is on there. And also Adam Gunter. Thank what up, you guys. Adam? Adam, Adam? How you doing, man? Look at that. Shout out to Brad, the best trainers in the biz. Also, shout out to Zach. Oh, thank you. That's pretty awesome. And Michael, big, huge shout out to you out there. So, Brad, I'm going to jump to you. All what right. about you? Could you talk about how you got started in the industry and what you now do with Raypack? Well, many years ago, back in the 1900s, I didn't have a job. I was out of work. It was that simple. I had a pickup truck. That's pretty much all the qualifications you need to get into the swimming pool industry. I had a, I had a truck and no job. And I knew a guy who knew a guy whose brother had a swimming pool company and was looking for help. And once again, I knew water was wet. I knew that there was a big hole in the backyard with water in it, and that's it. That's all I knew about swimming pools. And the guy trained me up. I had several people bring me along, show me how to work things, and I was just pushing a pole. Well, the guy that brought me in, he had a guy that worked for him named Jerry. Shout out to Jerry. He's in Texas. He's in Austin. I hope he sees this. He was the fix-it guy. So I would call Mike and go, this thing's leaking. He was all I've got Jerry take care of it. It looks like it could be a little different. I don't think this heater's working. I'm going to go have Jerry look at it. And I thought, who is this Jerry guy? Why is he taking money out of my pocket? (laughs) (laughs) So I started following this guy. I would watch what he was doing. And I'm like, that didn't look so hard. So I learned how to replace a pump seal. And then that was a big deal. I thought I was a genius. Hey, look at me. I can fix a pump seal. And then there was another little thing. And then I came across a heater one day that wouldn't fire. And I just started poking around. And I found a wire that had been chewed in half. It was a rat. I had chewed this wire, probably a segment, maybe two and a half feet. And I found a piece of wire laying on the ground, and I spliced it in, and the heater fired up. And I was, no, I am a heater god. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> because it worked. And the heater god was born that day. <laughs> and that day. And so I started looking into things. And oddly enough, the guy that owned the company sent me to a Raypack class. And I took the class that I now teach, I took from one of my predecessors. And I was a Raypack guy, came out of there, Raypack guy. Flame rectification, the guy was explaining how you they're sending an electrical signal through a flame as if that were a wire. It, that's completing the circuit. Kaboom! I thought that was amazing. You can send an electrical signal across a flame. No one else was nearly as excited about it. And from that day to this one, I still haven't found anybody there like, yeah, and? I'm like, but... Nobody gets it. Nobody gets as excited about it as I do. And I'm still excited about it. I'm still geeking out on that. After doing that, I found myself, you know, I was doing pools. I had my own company. I'm fixing things. There toward the end, I was just fixing stuff for other pool guys. They were sending me out to do their repairs. And my sister-in-law sent a message to my wife. And it was under Ream. It was listed under Ream. It was a job listing. Hey, have you ever heard of a company called Raheem? (laughs) Let me see that. Oh, I know what this is. This is a Ray Pack. I know that class. I've been to that class. And so I applied for the job. That was six years ago. Here we are. 
and I'm a product specialist and trainer. I fly all over the country and a couple of places in Canada and teach classes on the care and feeding of your pet swimming pool heater. And that's my job now. And I can't believe they pay me for this. <laughs> and I get to sit in here and talk to you guys and pretend like I know what I'm doing. That's fun. We joke about that, but Brad, that is exactly it. I remember the first time I fixed my first heater, I felt like I was on top of the world. And anybody out there listening who's in the pool industry and figured it out on their own and did something like that. I remember when I fixed my first heater, I felt amazing. And I happened to have my my wife there, Janie, was there with me. And oh, and she was so impressed too. I remember walking <laughs> in my front door. I expected all my kids to like be at my feet, bowing down, right? Like this guy is amazing. Like how accomplished you are, right? That's how I felt, like king of the world. But it's true. And I don't know, maybe it's just the type of breed of people we are as pool guys and pool girls, but it's just that sense of accomplishment that you tackle something that seemed so foreign to you or so intimidating at first and then getting a grasp and a handle on it and being able to now fix it and become an everyday thing, I think is pretty amazing. And then now to take that information and train and help give others in the industry that sense of know-how so that they can achieve that feeling and learn something from your class and go, oh, Brad taught me this. And then I can go out in the field and now provide a solution out there to their clients and then provide a better service and in turn, make them more valuable as a company. And it benefits them down the road. It's a cascading effect. It's a domino effect. I don't know. It just brought a smile to my face when you said that, because I clearly remember the day I fixed it. And I knew nothing. I knew nothing what I was doing about it, but I figured it out and it worked. But it's pretty, pretty friggin' amazing, to be honest. I have a question for you Yeah, because obviously you're still out in the field, but obviously you repair the heater. And to me, it was always that boosh when it fired up. Does that get old? No. No, absolutely. When you go to repair it and then just all of a sudden it's a boosh and you're like, yeah. You want me to tell you a secret? Yeah. The first time I heard it, it scared the shit out of me. <laughs> I thought I blew up the heater. <laughs> that blower was running maybe a little slow. <laughs> But it was an extra boom. And it was like, what? Did I do something wrong? And I backed up. I had no idea. But it does. When you finally get there and you get ignition, right? It's takeoff and it just feels amazing. And then the client or the customer looks at you like you're a god as well. Thank you so much for fixing this and doing this. And you're like, yeah, little do you know, I had no idea what I was doing at first. But I figured it out. It's pretty awesome. But going to your scheduling and training, we all know from just talking to you and working with you how booked you are as far as scheduling. And Edgar has said it's one of the most craziest schedules he's ever heard of or seen. Can you tell us about your trainings and what your schedule looks like on a day-to-day basis or a monthly basis? It changes as we move. And there's one other guy with Raypack, Ricardo Gonzalez, also travels the country. And we never see each other. He's going one direction. I fully expect one day to just run into him at an airport. <laughs> Dude, where are you going? <laughs> but it's never happened. But I'm all over the East Coast. I, I did five pool shows this year. I was at the Atlantic City show. And I was in the Orlando show, Phoenix. I'm missing one besides the Western show. But aside from that, we do our own gigs across the country. Baltimore, various places in Florida, Arizona, once Las Vegas, it's just all over the place, and it's week to week. We have a season during the winter when guys have less to do. That's when they're going to come to class. And so we start around October. I'm home weekends, but I'm out just about every week through the end of March and this year, even later, because here I am in Texas, and it's in April, and I'm home next week, but the week after that, I'm in Arizona again. 
I've got Tempe and Tucson, April 18th and 20th. I'm going to a, an IMSA meeting around there. So it, it just keeps going. After that, I've got some time to regroup and maybe update some of the slides, things like that. I have to tell you, John, he puts that lightly because his schedule is absolutely crazy. When we first talked, we talked about doing the training class for the Pullman University app. And shoot, that was what, like December? It's hard to catch him. He's a famous man out here. <laughs> and, and John, it was literally, this is December. And the only date that I have, let me look at my calendar and I'll never forget, boom, March 7th. And I'm like, this guy's being difficult, right? Like, who, who, who has a schedule? That's crazy. And he's going to look up. They were like, we're super busy. We don't know if we could do that. And I'm like, it was so close to the show that I'm like, I can't guarantee that we'll have that video ready and that we'll do that. And he's all, seventh, that's all I could do. Every time I tried to talk to him, he's traveling over here and he's going to Canada. And then from Canada, from... Where did you go from Montreal, was it, to... Oh, no, I was in... It was, this was last week. I flew up to Toronto. Reem has an innovation learning center up there. We have a facility up there. So I taught a class about 50 people in that one. And then the next day, me and the Canadian sales guy got on a plane and flew to Vancouver on the other coast of Canada and did a gig there and came home. And that was just a week. Typically, a week has three gigs in it. So I'll fly into Philadelphia and I'll do South Philly of South Jersey, and then we'll drive down to Baltimore, and I'll fly out of Baltimore. That's typical, and that's a span of a week, and then I'm home for weekends. Yeah, that's crazy. See, look, my schedule is that busy, and it just goes to show, and this is truthful, that the only time you have available that you're willing to come out and do this, right? I'd be like, dude, I finally got a little break here. I'm going <laughs> to see if I can take a little siesta or maybe get an extra day off or something. So it's much appreciated. I've seen your schedule, and I know how packed you are. As you guys can see, especially our listeners right now that are listening live, we're doing this podcast on a Wednesday. And reason being is the man is busy and he's out there training and educating everybody. And we want to make sure we can accommodate and do whatever we possibly can to make it happen because we know how important that is. So thank you for taking the time out of your busy schedule again and coming out and doing this. It's much appreciated. I think, John, I think he hates me because we were talking about it yesterday. They come out the first time and they're going to record this thing. And what did we go, like eight hours, actually, that day? Eight hours. I swear, it was, it was a marathon, brutal. but Brad at the end of it still had a smile <laughs> on his face. He's like, all right, just give me one more flat white. We're ready to go. <laughs> that wasn't a smile, by the way. That wasn't a smile. That was just me trying to stop, keep from passing off. I started doing the gig and there's no script. I'm just using the deck and I'm saying, I'm talking, I'm chatting. Edgar goes to get some food. And he leaves, and he comes back 45 minutes later, and I'm still talking. He <laughs> hadn't stopped even, talking. <laughs> haven't even eased up. Awesome. I'm still just going. <laughs> Can we stop? Can you feed me? Is there food? He came to me, John, and he looked at me, and he goes, Edgar, food. And I'm like, got it. I'm out. See ya. I'll be <laughs> well, back. I didn't mean it that way. <laughs> just trying to say. Have you considered like, that we should eat something? That's all I was He's trying like, to say. I've been talking for an hour. <laughs> food. Now. <laughs> Edgar was like, noted. Right, that's an exaggeration. So I'm just joking. He didn't want the food, obviously. But now let me ask you this. So we originally talked to Akshaya. We talked to Justin, which, by the way, all of you guys have been just absolutely amazing. And so they come to you. You have no idea who Edgar, Zach, and John is. And they come to you with this crazy idea of, hey, there's these three knuckleheads that they're trying to do this training thing. And they're trying to do an app. And they want you to teach a class. And... 
What was your take? What was your thoughts on that whole crazy? Against all of that against the backdrop of the schedule that you yourself admitted was really quite packed. So then they're coming, hey, guess what, Brad? You're going to go do this thing. Right. Have you seen my schedule? You know what that looks like. Also, I don't know if you've noticed, but my shirt says Ray Pack on it. Have you noticed that? I didn't get what you guys were doing. I didn't get it. I just, all I saw was, oh, good. Marketing is going to ride me like a lawnmower. <laughs> all right. Yeah. And the thing is, once they got my boss on board, what am I supposed to do at that point? It's like, <laughs> no, okay. And then I figured it out. Where are we going? Dallas? Oh, what? All right. I'll book a flight or something. I figured it out. Okay, so now I see what you're doing. I don't think, I didn't fully have a grip on it. And because if I had, I still would have said the same thing. I'm too busy. (laughs) I don't want to go. Now, you guys have been great. It's been a pretty cool gig and I appreciate what you guys are trying to do. And we're trying to raise the industry up. And I'll admit, look, I was a pool guy for 24 years and I still got my truck. I'm still driving the same pickup. I hesitated to tell people, oh, what do you do for a living? I'm a pool guy. Because the image was not positive. And anything we can do to let people know, look, there's a professional in your backyard. You don't want some clown back there servicing your pool, taking care of the chemicals in the water that you're going to dunk your children in. Okay? So anything we can do to elevate that image, I'm happy to jump on board with. Absolutely. No, we love partnering with you guys. You guys have been amazing. What's the name of your boss? Abigail Passero. All right. Big, huge shout out to her for making you come over for here. Forcing so, so for forcing me. For forcing back. Maybe you can call me because I got a couple other ideas. Yeah. For Brad. Yeah, I'm kind of busy. <laughs> Brad, 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 you I'm busy, bro. I think I can make it. Got, uh, in fact, I got to go now. I'll see you. <laughs> can you guys give our listeners a bit of history on Raypack background, how they got going? Raypack's been making swimming pool heaters and boilers since 1947. That's a long time, kids. They were in this little, looked like a Quonset hut in somewhere up in Ventura County. Where was that? Do you remember where the first building was? It was in Westlake Village. Westlake Village. And then they built this tremendous facility in Oshnard that they're in now. Just a beautiful factory. Amazing. 275,000 square feet. It's like a city block. It's huge. And we produce boilers and swimming pool heaters up there. We have an innovation learning center up there. Yeah, hosting trainings every other week. Commercial and pool training. So there's all that. I think primarily they were boilers first, but they were able to modify some of the boilers to turn them into swimming pool heaters. And then we started creating our own swimming pool heaters. So you could be out on your route there. You might come across something old and brown. And it's, what is that thing? The uh, Gemini swimming pool heater. That's from way, that's the first one that I learned how to work on from Raypack. And that's going way back then. Some of them are still out there, still chugging away, still heating up the pool. Efficiency's probably not what it once was, <laughs> but it's good. It's burning fuel. It's eating water, man. At what point did they add on the pool heating side of it? You you know, know? I'm not sure. Do you know? I'm not quite sure either. I'm not sure when they flipped over. I think if you go back far enough, they probably didn't differentiate that much. Uh, there wasn't a type of codes that we have now where you can't call that a swimming pool heater or this heater now has to be called a boiler. They didn't. They weren't paying so much attention to that. You take a small heater and a small boiler and run pool water through it and heat the water. But eventually, there had to be a line drawn, and that line still exists, and it's at about 400,000 BTUs. So this is why if you look at a swimming pool heater that's supposed to be a 400, it's almost certainly a 399,000 BTU heater. They do that on purpose because above 400,000, it becomes a boiler in some areas, and it changes all the codes that they have to 
accomplish the things that they have to meet. So everybody just pulls the BTUs down to 399 and runs it that way. Let's get the pronunciation correct here because I hear it in 15 different ways. I think you mean pronunciation. <laughs> Pro- pronunciation. Uh, that, uh, wow, this is going to be Shots fired, John. Oh, my God. It. He's trying sorry. to get even from his previous word. What was his previous no, word? I'm sorry. My voice is a little gravelly this morning. <laughs> that so must be what it is. It, it, it <laughs> didn't come off correctly. I bet that's what it is. So is it Avia or Avia? Avia. Avia. Okay. So let's... Lay that out there because I hear it in multiple. It's like tomato, potato, potato, root, route. So let's talk about the Avia. Why did you guys decide to introduce the Avia into the market? Going back, I don't know, when did the mass, not the master, Maxi Therm, when did that come out? That must have been back when Stay Right was just Stay, stay right, long, okay. Yeah, long so that's, time ago. that's a few years back. I don't think Raypack paid that much attention to it because the heater that the base of which still exists today in our digital model was and still is a great heater. Very easy to install, easy to work on, very robust. So we didn't pay much attention to it, but then heaters started to get smaller. So then the industry was coming to us going, yeah, we love your heater. We just wish it were smaller. Well, you can't just make that digital heater smaller. You can't just put it in a smaller box and expect it to, to work the same. So we had to build another heater. That became apparent. We just started from scratch. We started with a whiteboard. Look, we need a heater that's going to be smaller, and we need it to do these things. And we went to the industry and the customers and said, what do you think? What do you want? What do you want this thing to do? Look, obviously, you'd get things like to install itself. I'd like it to repair itself. I'd like it to last 60 years. Some of those things got crossed off the list, but there were some other things that sounded, that's doable. We'd like a heater that you can access using the Wi-Fi, and I can set the temperatures up and down on my phone. Yeah, I think we can do that. We'd like a heater that will estimate the size of the pool based on the incoming and outcoming temperatures. Yeah, I think we can do that too. And we did. So we took what they were looking for, and of course, there were certain marks that we had to hit just based on what a heater is supposed to do. And we put all this together, and we put it in this box, and there it is. There's the Avia. And ultimately, you look at an Avia, and it's a box. It's different color than some of the other similarly sized products, but it's just like, oh, look, Raypack's got a Me Too heater. They took somebody else's heater and painted it red and black and stuck a sticker on it, and congratulations, it's a Raypack. No, man. No. That thing's completely different on the inside. You'll see a few similarities here and there, but the function of the thing and the way it works and the heat exchanger and all of that is all completely different than what you've accustomed to. Did I answer your question? Because now I forgot what the question was. What'd you say? (laughs) You know, what I love in talking and having the conversation is that you guys really took this heater and you went back to scratch. And there's a lot of things about this heater that are very different, even though from the outside, it's just the square box. Like you said, that kind of looks like other heaters. And I'm a fan of Raypack heaters. When I did all my vacation rentals, that's what I put in because I knew that I could put those in and they could take a beating and those pools were going to run 24 hours a day and I didn't have to worry about it. At the beginning, yeah, I wanted to do repairs and make money off all the other heaters. But as your business grows, you don't want calls on Saturdays and Sundays going, hey, this heater's not working. At that point, the money's not worth it to go fix that one or two heaters. So with all my vacation rentals, it was really, here's the Raypacks, here's what you're getting and you put them on and you just run those bad boys. But I love that you guys took this heater and took it completely to scratch and built something completely different. And so one of the things that you guys created or came out with was that Nitec technology. So can you talk a little bit about that? 
Oh, yeah. That's our new heavy-duty product for the heat exchanger, and it's just gotten itself into the pipeline. It's not available in every area yet, but it is coming. And the thing about a heavy-duty heater, in the swimming pool industry, we use copper for the tubes, and copper is a great material. It's a good heat exchanger. It pulls in heat. Can I interrupt you for just a second? All right. How cool is this? So I, we got to give a shout out to our boy, Brian Croissant. So I just got a message from Jay Brakefield that they're actually doing a training class and they actually stopped the training class and they put our podcast on the screen. <laughs> That's awesome. Who, what are they training? What's the class? Much love. How about that? Look at that. Good gracious alive. Welcome. Yeah. Big Welcome, huge, my friends. Yeah. Big huge shout out to all you Welcome guys out there. Really appreciate it. Jay, thanks so much for the message. And Brian, thanks for the support. So anyway, sorry. Sorry to interrupt. So NITEC. Oh, yeah, that's right. Copper, you know, it absorbs heat. It releases heat well into the water, but it's soft. And swimming pool water is typically very harsh. And this is going to come as a shock to some of you people that are listening in. But some of the pool guys out there don't actually run their pH properly. Yeah, no, that happens. I'm not kidding. It really does. So, look, it's soft. That, that copper gets eaten up. And they came out with something called cupronickel. And cupronickel is great. All they did was they added nickel, an amount of nickel to the copper to create an alloy that was harder. And this is the same way they make stainless steel. They put copper in the steel at the smelting level. So that's great. They made this new alloy and it was harder and it does hold up better to the type of corrosion you get from swimming pool water. Because it's harder, you lose some of the efficiency, maybe something in the 2% range. So we thought, what if we took the nickel and instead of putting it in the copper, we put it on the copper. We just coat the heat exchanger with nickel. And a whole heat exchanger is coated inside the tubes, outside the fins, the tube sheets, everything is covered with nickel. And we put that in and see how that works. And what we found was, first of all, we got the hardest part on the surface that the water is making contact with. So we've got 900% more nickel on those surfaces. And we found we got that efficiency back. Okay, so now we're running a heavy duty unit that has the same efficiency as straight copper but is 300% more erosion-resistant than copper and 200% more erosion-resistant than cupronickel. This is going to be, I think it's going to be a game-changer in terms of how long they last. The size, shape, weight is all the same. If you have an older one, you could actually swap the heat exchanger out. And significantly reduces scale formation, Fred? Yep. Scale scale's a problem. Scale starts to drop out of suspension in water. It'll start dropping out about 130, I think, 135. You've got bits of calcium that are just looking for something to grab onto. And the first thing it finds, of course, is going to be the inside wall of those tubes. It needs something of a rough surface to hold onto. And because the NITEC is so much smoother on the inside, it's got nothing to grab onto. So we're finding reductions in scale of up to 50% just based on the fact that it just doesn't have anything to grab onto. John? I got quite a few thoughts in, about it. Not only that, too, but look. Heat exchangers I always try to explain them like arteries, right? When they get clogged up and then you start getting, it starts to overheat, right? So there's not only scale formation, you got better, less scale formation. You, your heater's going to last longer. It's not going to overheat. Exchangers are going to last longer. It's a little bit more forgiving, better water flow, obviously, because you have less restriction. So it, there's a whole host of benefit that comes with it. And I'm just trying to get and understand why this industry, it's just bizarre to me. And I'm not saying anything bad, but what took so long to figure that out? Why haven't we done that before in the past? And just think of the benefits. And not only that, I look at it like no more blue pools to a certain point too, right? <laughs> save how many plaster that you're going to save for consumers out there because you got the do-it-yourselfer out there or that the client that takes care of his own pool and is chucking tabs and 
Not saying it's indestructible, right? It'll help obviously eliminate that too, because if the copper's not exposed to it, then you're not going to get that copper leaching into the water and you're not going to get copper stains into the pool. But I find it so hard to believe that we couldn't figure that out as an industry. And you guys are awesome for taking the step to do that. And I don't know what it is or why we're so slow to react and to change with times. I'm just happy that it's finally happening. And I'm sure this is going to be something that more manufacturers are going to look to implement if they can or find some other ways to innovate because this is a game changer. There have 100%. Been, there have been attempts to to use other materials, stainless steel, for example. But stainless steel is expensive, a lot more expensive than copper, and so it, it significantly raised the price of the heater. The Raypack X94 high efficiency is, has a stainless steel heat exchanger, and it is priced somewhat above our competitors' heaters, but it's because that heat exchanger is so much more sturdy. And we just can't do that with all of them because it becomes cost prohibitive. So then the idea is, what can we do that's not going to be so crazy expensive? Now, this is an upgrade, but it's like the same type of upgrade that you would do if you were going to get the Cooper Nickel anyway. And the cost is similar. In fact, I got to say, I'm not even sure what exactly the difference in the cost is, but it's going to be well, similar to a Cooper Nickel upgrade. Yeah, but you can sell it as it's going to pay for itself because that 2% efficiency over time, especially with gas, that pays for itself by doing it. When you do saltwater pools, you usually put oh, a man. heater in that as Cooper Nickel, right? Yeah. So now you have NITEC as well. So instead of saying, okay, we have to put this heater in, but you're also going to lose 2% efficiency. It's going to cost you more money in the long run, and it's going to cost you more money up front because on average, they're about, I don't want to talk about prices, but they're a few hundred dollars more to go yeah. with the Cooper Nickel, but they're also paying more for the heater and then they're losing efficiency and costing them more on the back end. But now they have an option where they can put something that is more corrosive resistant, can be used in a salt pool, should be used in a salt pool. Now you get back that 2% in efficiency. So in essence, it's really paying for itself. And over time, there's an argument that you can make that over time, that heater will pay for itself completely because that 2% over, depending on what you're using, and I know it might be stretching that out really far, but when you talk about it, it's a no-brainer and it's a win-win situation when it comes down to offering a heater or offering a solution for a customer saying, hey, look, you have a saltwater pool. We need to put a heater in there that has minimum Cooper nickel. On top, now here's an option. We have this, the NITEC technology. Now with this NITEC technology, you go with this, you're also going to save money over time on your gas bill compared to using another heater. I'm all the rave for it, and I'm all about innovation, and I think what you guys produced and what you have is pretty amazing. So it's going to be good for the pool guys and very forgiving because it's a learning curve. And like you said, when you first get into the pool industry, I mean, we all want somebody to be able to graduate and get a PhD or get a master's degree in swimming pool technology and being a technician, but that's not reality. Well, there are people that are learning as they grow, and that's the beautiful thing of our industry is that you can be as great as you want to be. And to get your foot into the door, it's not insurmountable, and you don't have to have a college degree to do it. And you can be very successful doing it if you're a hard worker and you work hard and you're ethical and you have some integrity. So there's a learning curve, and there's a lot of pros out there that get in hot mess because they screw up the chemistry or they're a little rougher on the pool, right? And it costs people money, and having something like this is a good solution to help with them on their way. I don't know. That's just my thoughts. The other thing, John, is one of the things that I think we're starting to see a lot more and more is you get companies like Raypack that they're in a situation where they're going to work on a project, and a lot of them are going back and going, Let's stop thinking about the way that things have always worked. Let's go back to the drawing board. And when you guys talked about your heater, we've talked so much about it, but just to take it completely back to the drawing board and go, let's scratch every thought about it. Let's look at every aspect of it. 
And how do we come out with a product that's going to change the game? And Zach, John, I start to think about Aquastar and their filter and their filtration. And then as soon as Brad and Akshaya start talking about the heater, that's what comes to my mind is that this is a product that's coming out that's meant to really elevate and change the game. And so I absolutely love that about this heater. It's kind of hard to geek out about a heater, but you can. And I think it's exciting. And and I think the start of it all was the Hayward came out with their little heater, right? Much smaller footprint, zero clearance. You can throw it out there. Really easy serviceability. And it changed things and did stuff like that. And from there, then we started to see some differences and some changes. Historically, I still go back to the, the game changer was the Stay Right Maxi Therm. And then that got absorbed by Pentair. And then they took the Maxi Therm and put it in another box and called it a Master Temp. And then from there, who was next? Somebody, I think hey, Jandy, 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 and then Hayward. And then they and, did the VersaFlow thing, and then yeah. Hayward came out with the more serviceability. Well, so was Jandy's too, but when Maxitherm, and that's pre-me. So yeah, I'm, I'm I not still remember. I'm old. I'm old, but <laughs> not I'm not as old that as old. me, evidently. Because <laughs> yeah. I remember so. going to the Western Pool and Spa show, <laughs> walking up to the guy, and it was the, I still remember his name was Mark. He was the stay right guy. And I laughed at him. And I was like, dude, your heater's made out of plastic. And he said, well, you're laughing now, but you're going to love this heater. I didn't necessarily fall in love with it, but I got to say, it sure was a game changer, man. Yeah. Well, back then, for sure, absolutely. But it's been the same thing now for God knows how long. That's what I'm saying. So we're talking about how long is that the stay right and then the master temp. It's the same exact heater. So it's the same thing. And it's been around now for, what, decades? Well, easy almost there, man. Oh, almost, yeah. Almost <laughs> Take it easy years. on that. <laughs> it, may, it may go by. I'm thinking... Man, you might be right. It could be the early yeah. 2000s. That's so what I'm that's saying. De- two, yeah. decades, two decades. Two decades. At least 20 yeah. years. Yeah. Oh, man. At least 20 years. Where's the innovation there? That's great. That was beautiful back then, but it's like talking about the light bulb still and saying, how, yeah. can't forget how great that is. But so since we've moved on, the heaters have pretty much been the same. Jandy came out with their VersaFlow and their valve that they had, and they came out with, which was another story in itself but good theory good concept protecting the heat exchanger right doing that hayward came out with their new smaller unit stick it put it anywhere really easy when it came down to accessibility and serviceability with the pool pros in mind and then now you guys came out with this which is really you completely redid the heater and you change it from the inside out and that's what i'm talking about like we were talking about like the pipeline filter and why we're so passionate about it too is because the filter's kind of been the same for decades and they have actually reinvented it and created something that is much better. And I think you guys have done the same thing too. I think it's going to ignite more innovation from the other manufacturers, which is what we desperately need because that's how we level up as an industry. Absolutely. There's one thing to come out with innovations and industry-leading technologies, but I think one of the things that Raypack prides itself in doing is constantly listening to our customers and getting voice of customer feedback, and that's really what drives a lot of our innovations and the research behind it, so we're pretty proud of that. And they all redid their heaters. It looks like to a basic level, they just grab what they had and they said, let's use these things that are already there and we'll just move it into these heaters. But there's not a lot of innovation into it. It's just a smaller footprint. Let's take a break. Yes, let's do this. Let's take a word from our sponsors. When we come back, we will continue. 
The HyperPole from Ultimate Pool Tools is a pool care pole designed by pool professionals for pool professionals, featuring precision-crafted carbon fiber and stainless steel construction. Go to ultimatepooltools.com or Instagram at ultimatepooltools. Pool pros have specific needs when it comes to general liability insurance. The SPPA program has you covered. With three tailored and customizable general liability options, SPPA makes it easy for pool pros to feel secure. Find out more and get covered at the SPPA.com. Now available, Pool Invoice. Pool Invoice is a pool billing software created specifically for the pool service and repair industry. It's developed for our industry and only our industry. Pool Invoice is built with reoccurring billing in mind. You can print, email, text invoices, or even send via WhatsApp. You can add reoccurring or yearly charges, accept credits, and set up auto pay. You can even see when customers have seen the invoice. It even has a customer portal where they can log in and see, print, and pay invoices. It has all your customers' information on one page, so you don't need to search through hundreds of invoices looking for the one you need. Just go to the customer profile and it's all at your fingertips. Created specifically for the pool industry, Pool Invoice. Now available at PoolInvoice.com. Blu-ray XL is the power of minerals working for you. Reduce your overall chemical costs and labor up to 50% guaranteed. Whether you have 20 accounts or 20,000, Blu-ray XL's direct pricing and free shipping to the pool trade have you covered. Improving pool professionals' profit and work-life balance is what they do. Blu-ray XL, the real mineral purifier. Visit them at BluRayXL.com. Blu-ray all day. Aquastar's new pipeline cartridge filters, available in two sizes, deliver top-notch hydraulic efficiency along with best-in-class filtration performance, approaching that of DE filters. Uniquely designed, open pleat spacing means 100% of the media square footage is usable. And these claims are backed by NSF test results. Designed with the pro's time and comfort in mind, the patented double-locking system improves safety and ease of access, making filter cleaners faster than ever before. Available now. Ask your supplier for pipeline filters today. Natural Chemistry, a leader in specialty water care solutions for over 30 years, is proud to provide products that make pool service easier than ever before. Its unique enzyme formulations in Pro Series Pro Blend improve efficiency of your pool program while reducing frequency of filter cleaning and scum lines. Natural Chemistry is also well known for its wide variety of phosphate removal solutions that include a non-clouding formula in phosphory and extremely high range removal with Pro Series Foss Remove or Foss Free Max. Save time, save money, save work with Pro Series products. Stop sacrificing durability or efficiency with the help of Raypack's new Avia HD models that utilize NITEC, their exclusive industry-first technology. NITEC Heat Exchanger Technology is Raypack's latest solution to superior strength and maximum efficiency when it comes to residential pool heating. With 900% more nickel compared to Cooper Nickel in critical surfaces, NITEC creates an ideal surface to protect against scale formation and erosion without compromising on Avia's 84% thermal efficiency. Learn more at raypack.com slash nitech. Welcome back, everybody, to the Pool Nation 
live podcast. Today, we're talking to Brad and Akshaya with Raypack. We're talking about the Avia heater and uh, shots were fired early on here from John to Edgar. So I'm ducking over here and hiding, John. Don't think that because you're not in the studio, I'm not feeling it today, buddy. I'm sure. Just could only imagine what you talked about me while everything was <laughs> muted during the commercial. You so. know it, baby. <laughs> so I want to ask, so the Avia has an 84% thermal efficiency rating. Can you go into a little bit of detail, explain what that means to everyone that's listening and why that matters? Sure. When you're talking about a gas burning heater, what you have is a fire, okay, and it's burning and it's heating tubes and the tubes have water running through it. That's it. That's the essence of a heater. Now, the question becomes how much of that heat actually gets into the water itself? Because that's the goal. We're trying to get heat in water. And you can't just take a blowtorch and point it at the water at a swimming pool and heat water that way. We're heating the water as it's passing through these tubes. So the heat that's being created by the fire that you're making there, it's got two places that it can go. It can either go into the water or out the flue. That's it. It's got to go someplace, and those are the two options. So what goes out the flue would be considered wasted energy. We made that heat, and yet we're not using it to heat the water. So when we say 84% thermal efficiency... We mean that for every dollar worth of energy that you put into that heater, you get 84 cents worth of heat in the water. In the water, the rest of it goes up and out the flue. So if you look at some really high efficiency products, the RX94 goes up, as the name suggests, goes up to 94% efficiency. We have commercial products that go up to 97% efficiency. And these are big, big 2 million BTU heaters. All right. So that's what we talk about when we mean efficiency. So the higher the efficiency, the better. Now, we still have an 82% efficient product out there. That's our Raypack Digital, what we've taken to calling the big one. And that's the heater that you, most of you are most familiar with. Yeah. All right. We're down 2% on that one. And that was one of the other things that we were aiming for when we came out with the Avia. We wanted something that was going to bring us up to speed because there was a time when that 82% was just fine. And really, it's not that big a difference. But we found ourselves on the downside of certain rebates. Energy companies, gas companies around the country would go, hey, we'll give you this rebate if you put in one of these heaters that have this efficiency at this level. Wait, not so fast, Ray Pack. Step back in the line. All right. Yeah, that was a stick in the eye. We certainly didn't appreciate it, but that gets your attention. All right, fine. If that's the way it's going to be, we'll just go make one that's 84%. And so that's what we did. I think that... 16% is really important for people who are out there on a cold day doing repairs to be able to just warm your hands up <laughs> a little bit. exactly what that's for. So you, you, That's the problem with those high-efficiency heaters. you go to warm your hands over the vent, and there's just like barely warm water, <laughs> warm air coming out of it. Well, this is no good to me. I certainly appreciate your function, so you're not wasting that extra heat. Yeah. But like we're going to use it's that for something. It's being consumed. Yeah. It's bringing back memories because I've had to jump into many cold pools, right, to do a light because, yeah. <laughs> of course, I figured I can reach down and I can do it, but, of course, couldn't do it. Bonding wire, it's silicone or whatever's going on. I couldn't pull the light, so I had to get in. It's frigid. It's like freezing at 60 degrees, or, and I'm freezing my butt off, and then I've used the heater to heat myself or to warm myself up after I'm done. <laughs> I walk over idea. there, and I turn it on, and I'm sitting there going, <laughs> I am thankful for the... For the overheating master temps out there that are running at four, right at 400, like 390 degrees coming out of the exhaust, and it's warming me up really well. Um, I took so, a different tack. I went another way altogether. Uh, the light went out in December, and I was like, yeah, 
You know, I'm a little backed up right now. I think we're going to get to that right about July 3rd. <laughs> I don't think, I, you're correct. I don't do that anymore. I say, look, I can either heat it, right? Yep. We can heat the pool. Yeah. If that's what you want me to do. Or we can wait until then to do it. Or there's a hazard pay, which is going to cost more than you heat in the pool. Might as well heat the pool. Uh, yeah. And hey, they can swim that weekend. How, how great is yeah. that? Exactly. Unless it, I can only fix spa lights because <laughs> I can drink. <laughs> I can't do pool lights. No, of course, when you first start, you're very eager and hungry. And, oh, yeah. yeah, I could do it. I could yeah, do it. This is yes, what we got to yes, do. Man, I guess yes, I just have to get cold. Yeah, I've had some pretty interesting. So that brought back memories there, Zach. Thank you. As far as the heat exchanger, since we're on topic, how about the design of it? As far as the Via's heat exchanger, is it round? Is it U-shaped? Is it straight through? What type of heat exchange is it? And how does it compare to the competitors? What we have is a straight tube heat exchanger. We're not bending any tubes. To me, it's just metallurgy that if you bend a tube made of metal, you weaken that tube. So we use straight tubes. From the outside, the heater looks very similar to another heater. But once you take the front off, you get to see... It's a box. It's not a tub. It's cubicle because the heat exchanger has straight tubes. Now, we have a lot of straight tubes. It's a four-pass water flow, but there's 17 tubes in there. The tube bundle without the headers is about this big. It's about that long. But there's 17 tubes in there, double-stacked, four-pass. So we're going to wring as much heat as we can out of those shorter tubes. But it keeps it, we're gonna, we find that we're less likely to see the type of degradation that you see with a round heat exchanger. It just, you're slinging, your centripetal force is throwing that water up against the outside of the curve. And so it creates more erosion, more friction up there that creates erosion. So yeah, we just don't like use on copper that. tubing, right? Pipes and pools, you run that water too, too fast with the yep. old copper tubing returns, you get erosion on that, right? And that's mm-hmm. how you get leaks and that's how you get copper in the pool. And we've all seen it. You can see the diagrams and, if you don't run your pipes right or you're on the flows correctly and you can beat up a copper tube pretty badly over time. Sometimes just not over time, John. In some of the vacation rentals, I put some of those in. And again, they ran 24 hours a day, but I was surprised how quick they would just completely go out. You go to change the igniter, you take that out and it's completely full of water. And if you add, when you add the reduced pH, because maybe they're running a few too many tabs on it and they're not using the chlorine up as quickly as it's being created, that just adds to the problem. So now you've got low pH water that's being run around that inside of that curve. And yeah, they can wear, I've seen them wear out really faster than anyone would expect, just based on the fact that it's a spa, the water's hot, whoever's taking care of it is just stacking the chlorinator full of tabs, and those tabs are acidic. And so your pH drops through the floor, it'll eat up a heat exchanger pretty quick like that. That's pretty crazy. So I know that you guys have something that is a dual temperature sensor. So why is that such a big deal into the Raypack heater? Swimming pool heaters, you typically hear about the sensor, the thermistor, whatever. That sensor, that thermistor measures the temperature of the water coming in so that it can tell the heater whether or not it's time to turn on. We're set for 85 and the water's 87. There's no call for heat. It's the temp sensor at the incoming point that makes that determination. That's fine, but we don't know what the temperature is leaving. So we put another temp sensor on it. So we got a temp sensor coming in and one going out. This gives us a lot of information based on this stuff. We can determine whether the flow rate through the heat exchanger, not just in and out of the heater, we can do that with a flow meter, but in and out of the heat exchanger itself, 
using delta T. For those of you who don't understand delta T, that's a fancy word that means the difference between the water before it's heated and after. That's all it means. So we can take that information and go, okay, the heater knows how much energy is being put into the water. It knows how much it's burning. It knows what the temperature is coming in. So it knows, given those two parameters, it knows about what the temperature should be coming out. If it's out of that range, it's out of a proper range, the water's either moving too fast or it's too slow because this is how we heat water in the swimming pool industry is exposure to heat over time. With the exception of some of the bigger commercial products, that's just how we heat water. There's no gas pedal. You don't look at any of the swimming pool heaters. There's no gas pedal. The fire is a certain temperature. That's it. Something in the 2,500-ish degree range, okay? So we're not changing the temperature of the fire. We're changing the temperature of the water by how long it is exposed to that fire. And we change that exposure by the flow. So at the correct flow rate, we know it came in at this temperature. We put this much energy into it. It should come out at this temperature. And if it's not coming out somewhere in the right range, the heater can tell you high flow rate. Now, on this heater, that's just a warning. But if it turns out to be low flow rate, that's far more important because a low flow rate means the water is coming out way too hot because it has spent too much time over the heat. That will shut this heater down. But just by having two temp sensors, we're able to do that. And I'll tell you something else. We can take that information and extrapolate it even further. The board will read the, this information to determine, okay, we've been heating for this amount of time and we got this much rise over this amount of time. The board will do the math for you and figure out approximately an estimate of what the size of the vessel is by gallon, by gallonage, okay? So your heater will tell you how big your pool is. Given that information, it will then go on to tell you how long it should take you to heat up to the current set temperature, all right? So you get an estimation of the size of the pool and the amount of time it's going to take to heat it to whatever temperature you've got it set at right now, all right there on the heater. I love data. And I love when there's technology that will calculate these things for you and give you that information. And I, I don't know, maybe I'm the only nerd, but I just think that's super awesome. No, and I agree. It goes back to the same thing, Zach. Like, here we are in 2023, and yet most of our products out there just lack that information where you look at other industries and they're just way far ahead of the industry. But Again, I'm going to go back to the same thing. Why did it take this? Like, why aren't other people doing the same thing? On the heater, can that it calculates that on the display? Can you? Will it show you? No, oh, yeah. Or it just internally? No, it's configure. in there. You can get that information. You can so it'll tell you this is fifteen thousand gallon pool, roughly estimate. Right? Yeah. Now let's take that a little bit further here. For a new pool guy who's in industry and even old veterans, how many of us really know what every single one of our pools are? Or you might know how to calculate it or you don't know how to calculate it or you don't have the time to calculate it. So one of the biggest issues that technicians have, and I think one of the biggest obstacles or downfalls is that when we dose, we're not really dosing pools according to what the volume and size is. It's more of feel. Every pool gets a gallon. Every pool gets two gallons. Every gets this. Instead of really figuring out what the volume of your pool is, and then dosing it accordingly. So now having that tool, not saying that you can completely rely on it, but I would imagine it's much better than just taking a guess or a shot in the dark and saying, hey, I'm thinking this pool is a 10,000 gallon pool and I'm dosing it accordingly when it's really an 18,000 gallon pool or 20,000 gallon pool. That type of stuff, again, is what I'm saying is very innovative. And it's something that we haven't really been able to come up with a tool other than either measuring it out yourselves or doing it chemically. 
You can figure out what the volume of a pool is by with chemicals, or you can figure out the volume of the pool by doing a measurement. And I'm sure there's a lot of people out here listening and a lot of people out in the industry that wish they had the time to figure all that out or think they know what their volume of the pool is and they don't know. But now you have that option where you can get a good rough estimate of what volume that pool is that you're servicing. So, Well, think about even just going out and actually physically measuring the pool, how crazy some of these designs are and oh, the I know. It's a, oh, pitches God. and steps and bar <laughs> stools sure. and For basins. Sure. And it's like, how much of a variance do we really have in our measurements? Amen. hundred percent. So the way we like to do it is chemically is like the best way, especially when it comes down to those, these free form, beautiful, crazy looking bulls that we have, but to do it, it's a daunting task. It's not very easy. And I think that's a hidden tool that service pros can use to their advantage. Just another tool they can put in their tool belt or have something out there that makes their life just a little bit easier. Does it show that information in the app? Yes. You can, you How can cool is that, right? That. Yeah, cool. Yeah. I want to ask, like, when it comes to installation and versatility, like, you can, depending on which way you have to install the heater, you can transition the top. Yeah, to, absolutely. And, I, and in terms of clearances, by the way, you can, the front and the back of this particular heater is capable of zero clearance. So you can push the front smack right up against the wall. That's not a problem. I don't necessarily advise that just based on the fact that at some point, I tell people, always be considerate of the next poor sucker who has to fix that thing, because you're probably going to be the next poor sucker that has to fix that thing. Try to leave yourself a little bit of room to work on it, but it will function with either the front or the back slammed up against the wall. Now, on our other product, you have to move the heat exchanger. If you want the water to come in on the left instead of the right, you have to pick the heat exchanger up, turn around, set it back down. It's not brain surgery. It's not that big a deal, but it's maybe a little inconvenient. Now, as you have seen on some other products, it has a big square lid that you can pick up and turn to situate the interface to whatever point you want. So instead of changing the water, you change the interface and it's a lot easier and a lot faster. So that may not be something that you're not accustomed to seeing that, but I should point out that there's two screws that hold that lid down and they're accessible from the outside. So they're just thumb screws. You screw those things out, you pick the lid up, you turn it, set it back down, and put the screws back in the same hole. So you don't have to take the panels off the front and back, and you don't have to reach up inside it to find like some wing nut. Guys like me with short arms trying to get those back screws <laughs> back there. and <laughs> Preaching the choir. <laughs> Preaching the choir. And, and then you never drop the screws. You never lose and them. And they never you go never back on. Them. Yeah. You always put one in the top front left or maybe the front right or back or something like that. You never yeah, put all four of them back on. Yeah, because one's lost you in the rack. You always know if the heater's been worked on. You always know if the heater's been worked on. Yeah, fortunately, there's a nice little compartment there where those the wing nuts will drop right into place yeah. so you don't lose them. They'll be there the next time I need them. <laughs> We should, John, we should do a meme. Have you seen the meme on TikTok where it's the little kid with the headphones on and something happens and he takes them and slams them down? Has that been into your feed? No. I have now, a totally now, different feed than you, now, brother. Now, 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 by the way, just because I said it, it's going to go into your feed. Add that to John's yeah, TikTok sure. so we could talk about it on the next podcast, the TikTok. Right. <laughs> but it just reminds me of that. It's always so angering to have to take those lids off and put them back on and then... I was guilty. Then I just put two screws. I'd go across diagonal. And I'm like, that's it. I'm done. I'm not trying to forget it. I'm sorry. <laughs> so on the Avia, you guys have a remote Wi-Fi enabled control, right? Can you tell us a little bit about those functions and the benefits of using it? 
it's certainly not the first thing in the industry that's Wi-Fi enabled, but it's the first heater that's Wi-Fi enabled. This gives you the opportunity to, once you commission the heater onto a the customer's Wi-Fi, you can turn it on and off, you can set temperatures, you can set programs, you can read the input. Is the spa warm yet? Let's take a look. Now, these things might be available on a, a more traditional wall-mounted automation system. But what that automation system won't typically do is tell you if the heater has failed. The automation system has a dry contactor. It just opens and closes, and that's all it does. It measures the temperature of the water, and it closes that contactor when the water's not warm enough. And then it just waits. If there's something wrong with the heater, it will just wait forever. It has no idea there's anything wrong with the heater. Raymote will tell you what's wrong with the heater. In fact, even if you do, look, you don't have to use a remote. You can set this thing down and it'll run just fine. You can put it on your existing automation system. That's fine. We can do that. But if the automation system is hooked up and the Avia is hooked up to your through your remote, even though the automation system won't tell you that there's a heater failure, the heater will still tell you that there's a heater failure. So now you know. Otherwise, the only time you find out is when you go to get in the pool, you turned on the heater on Wednesday, and you go to get in the pool on Saturday, and it's still cold. And that's the first you knew there was a problem. The remote will tell you as soon as the heater fails to fire, hey, oh, you'll get a water switch open. And that's just the pressure switch. And so that's, oh, hey, I just got a message on my phone. I'm the servicer, and I got a message on my phone that Bill Johnson's heater is not firing up. I can call up Bill. For that matter, Bill might call me because he got the same message. Yeah, Brad, I got this weird message from my heater. It says water switch open. Oh, yeah, Bill, yeah. Hey, you guys had some high winds out there yesterday, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, my, my neighbor still hasn't trimmed his tree, and it, my pool got trashed. Yeah, okay, here's a problem. Why don't you go out and empty that skimmer basket and tell me what happens after that? Okay, wow, this thing's really packed full. I'm going to empty this out, and hey, the heater just fired up. Yeah, it sure did. Congratulations, Bill, you're now a heater guy. Okay, so he's proud of himself that he fixed it, and you didn't have to make the trip out there. Because the heater told you what was wrong. Does it send like a push notification? You can set it to it. It is a text through the app, so it can do that. Or if there are things you don't want to know about, you can disable those features. For particular warnings, you can have those disabled on your app. That's awesome. Did I answer your question? I forgot what the question was. Yep. Nope. Did we get there? Yep. Yeah, you sure did. You got to go cue Edgar. Yeah. Quick question. So Michelle was talking about this Pool Girl of the Year, and she was talking a little bit about the Protect Shield. What is that? Protect Shield is built-in anode that helps to mitigate the corrosive effects of ionic migration. That's a mouthful in it right there. You didn't even know that existed, <laughs> did you? Yes, that's right, kids. It helps to my ionic migrate. Here's the thing. What the industry has somewhat incorrectly been taught was, uh, oh, I can't think of that. Ionic migration is what happens when you put, you put two dissimilar metals in water. You create a battery is what's happening. And so you've got some DC voltage flowing back and forth between those two points. The less noble of the two metals will begin to, to deteriorate at a faster rate. That's called the sacrificial anode. If you give it something else to eat first that's even lower on the nobility scale, it will eat that instead of the other metal. So now you have a new, different sacrificial anode. And that is what the Protec Shield is, only it's already installed in the heater. And this, is, this comes standard on both the, the original digital model, the big one, and on the AV as well. It screws into the header. 
when it's deteriorated by about 50% or so, you take it out, screw another one in, you're done. That's it. Electrolysis. That's the word I was looking for. What's the matter with you, man? Why couldn't you just feed that to me? Electrolysis is what people have typically called that, but that's not really accurate. In electrolysis, you're actually providing, purposely providing electricity to one of the anodes. And so then you get, this is the way that salt cells work. All right. So it's actually ionic migration is looking to avoid. And this is what Protect Shield is for. Can you spell that, John? I got corrected on it yesterday because I said it wrong. There's a surprise, right? What did I call it yesterday? I called it. John, I was like close by the stairs. I said it wrong, and she just went high push to the back, just straight down the stairs, tumbled all the way down. It so. was sight to see, boy. Yeah, it was. He just rolled like a pumpkin. Uh, oh it was like, great. Man, took that beating. Sounds quick. like the story's been stretched a bit. What are you saying? <laughs> I got Brad as a backup. So that's what happened. That's so. what happened. That's what happened. You just so. learn to interpret. Right. It's like that thing that went around where they would do a. They would do uh, writing, and they would put in different letters, but your mind perceives what's being yep. said. That's what it's like talking yep. with Edgar. You just pick it up. And uh, there could be a tiny bit of that. <laughs> Iconic migration. Are you driving back home today, Zach? Are you driving back home today? Are you kicking? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> it's going to be a long drive home today, Zach. <laughs> We're not going to let you uh, get any sleep or nap. It's, uh, when the podcast is over and we go downstairs, see you. We'll catch yeah, you next yeah. week on yeah. the next podcast. I'm wondering when Zach usually around 8 o'clock at night, he like shuts down physically. His <laughs> we were just having this conversation. I'm wondering yeah. if it's going to be at like 3 o'clock in the afternoon where he's going to shut down and go into a corner and just like zone out <laughs> and say, I need to find a bed to go to sleep. <laughs> This is an obvious question, and I know it does, but let's just throw it out there. Does the Avia connect to all the automations out there, and how does it connect? Does it connect via the it T-Stat? connects the same way as, yeah. as every other heater. They all work the same way, and typically within reason, of course. I've gone through each of them and looked at them, and ultimately the automation systems. I should really say the automation systems work the same way. They monitor, they've got their own onboard temp sensor, those little stick sensors that you drill a hole and stick it in the pipe. So they're monitoring their own temp sensor. They don't care what the heater thinks the temperature is. They're taking their own advice. And when the set temperature is higher than the actual water temperature, the automation system closes a dry contactor. That's all it does. And it waits. Now, Talk about like lack of innovation over the years. Now we finally, I mean, there are some ones like we got to say Jandy does hook up with the RS-485 and they've come up with that. And then now finally Pentair after decades, their master temps are now able to connect only, I think, to the IntelliCenter, not to the easy touches, but I might be wrong on that. But we're moving towards dual communication, hopefully down the road. Yeah. What I found is that the... They still have to be able to operate, okay, what if I'm putting a Hayward heater on a Pentair automation system? So they're not going to talk to each other. That means they have to have this two-wire connection. They still have to have this dry contactor. So that dry contactor is going to run any heater at that point. So all you're doing is at some point on any heater, there's going to be an open closed circuit. There's going to be a circuit that when closed enables the heater to fire. Okay, and when it's open, it doesn't. And all the automation system does is open and close that circuit and wait. Well, all right, the Avia is no different in terms of having a circuit specifically built for that. It's a dedicated circuit just for that. It wires exactly like the earlier product. So if you've ever wired a the big ray pack, 
the digital, if you've ever wired one of those to an automation system, you already know how to work the Avia because it's exactly the same. The blue wire is hot, and then you use one of the other two wires to return, and it doesn't matter which one because you're going to turn it all the way up to fully enable the heater anyway. And that's how they typically work. And I think that's helped bridge the gap a little bit and fill that void with the remote, right? The whole purpose of the two-way communication is so that the automation and the heater can talk to each other. So it's not just sitting there stuck in service heater mode and nobody knows what's going on. So you have some form of information. So being able to send that communication over via RS-485 tells the automation or the controller or whoever the homeowner is or whoever is the service professional, more importantly, what the issue might be. But since you don't have your own automation, right? And you're using those contacts. You have the remote, which can fill that void and give you that same two-way communication that you have that accessible to you that, hey, look, I do know what's going on with my heater. And I don't have to just walk to the pad or make that service call or go back there to figure out why the heater is not firing. I have that access via telephone or via on my cell phone or whatever. So, yeah. I'd sure. like to address a couple of things. First of all, that four-wire communication, when it breaks down, the typical way to fix it is to isolate two of those four wires and put them aside and take the other two and just wire it up in the way that I'm describing, even when we're talking about it. I know what you mean. The Jandy has that option. <laughs> yeah. They've got that for RS-485 little red block. Yeah. Red for Jandy and black for Hayward, but it's the same block. Okay, Take those wires off and hook it up my way. It works just fine. <laughs> it's the <laughs> easiest fix. I would also say that the Avia is already front-loaded for uh, some automation features. Now, keep an eye out. That's coming. We're working on upgrading that. Right now, you can give it the right equipment. You could wire up something to turn on and off, but we are working on a device that will automate. So your automation system would be on board your heater. But don't tell anybody. It's a big secret. We don't want anybody to know about it. So if you're listening in right now, <laughs> shh, don't talk about that. That's coming. See, that's the part where I geek out, right? Because I was joking last night with them going, where's your automation? I'm like, come on, come on. We need somebody else in the space. Let's do it. And look, he, he last night, John, he told me, oh no. And then now he comes and he drops it here. Hey, man, we want to make it exciting in the room, don't we? <laughs> oh, yeah. We want to be more exciting than the conversations that you put up. So, <laughs> so I want to ask, what is the warranty on the heater? Two years. If you put it on the pad with like a new build, then it's three years. So any other things that you guys want to talk about with regards to the heater before I take it over to the boys and I get their final thoughts? Okay. Do you want me to look at that or do you want them to look at that? You want to talk about those points? Well, one of the things I would point out this is it's a direct spark ignition. So what you're probably common custom to, most likely you're custom to hot surface igniters. Okay, so HSIs, they have their place. That's fine. This one doesn't have one. There is no hot surface igniter. There is no pilot assembly like you will find on the other heater, the other Raypack heater. There is a direct spark ignition. So it's like a spark plug. Okay. It fires for, it sparks for four seconds with the gas valve open. Within that four seconds, you should have a fire. After four seconds, the igniter becomes a flame sensor, and it will determine whether or not the fire is lit. If it's not lit, the heater will stop. It will go through its post-purge, and it will start over at the beginning. And it will do that three different times before locking itself out. So direct spark ignition. No more pilot assembly, at least not for this device. Downward firing combustion, which most of them are downward firing combustion right now, and that's how it works. When we're swapping out for propane, you can obviously you can get a propane model, but if you need to swap it out in the field, that's doable with a single orifice because the orifice is on the gas line now. 
So you just pull out the orifice and put a new orifice in and put the four bolts back together and Bob's your uncle. So I did, yeah. I'm an old guy, and Akshaya laughs, laughs at my old, hey, tie that bull outside. And she thinks I'm ancient, and she it's thinks that's funny. Meow. That's she, the cat's she, meow. That's the bee's knees. And she just thinks that's hysterical. She thinks, but he's over here talking about two decades and all this kind of stuff, yeah, right? Well, that's right. Look, I'm trying to buffer some things a little bit. How old am I? Good Lord. It starts to become very scary when you start to go 25 years ago and 30 oh, yeah. years ago. And I remember being the guy in the room with all the old people and me being the, and now I'm, it's the flip side. I go, moved over here 25 years ago and I'm like, oh man, you know what, though? Just, there's, there's just no substitute for experience. Man. That's right. Man, that's right. right. All this stuff I learned scratching my head, standing in front of something going, what the heck is going on here? And just figuring it out. And we were having this conversation the other day. The first one, that we were repairing some device, and the first one took you three hours to fix it. The second one took you an hour and a half. By the fifth one, it takes you 20 minutes. You got all the head scratching out of the way. You finally <laughs> figured it out. Absolutely. Hey, guys, let's do this. Let's take our final word from our sponsors. When we come back, Zach, John, I want to get your final thoughts. The Hyperpole from Ultimate Pool Tools is a pool care pole designed by pool professionals for pool professionals, featuring precision-crafted carbon fiber and stainless steel construction. Go to ultimatepooltools.com or Instagram at ultimatepooltools. Pool pros have specific needs when it comes to general liability insurance. The SPPA program has you covered. With three tailored and customizable general liability options, SPPA makes it easy for pool pros to feel secure. Find out more and get covered at the SPPA.com. Now available, Pool Invoice. Pool Invoice is a pool billing software created specifically for the pool service and repair industry. It's developed for our industry and only our industry. Pool Invoice is built with reoccurring billing in mind. You can print, email, text invoices, or even send via WhatsApp. You can add reoccurring or yearly charges, accept credits, and set up auto pay. You can even see when customers have seen the invoice. It even has a customer portal where they can log in and see, print, and pay invoices. It has all your customers' information on one page, so you don't need to search through hundreds of invoices looking for the one you need. Just go to the customer profile and it's all at your fingertips. Created specifically for the pool industry, Pool Invoice. Now available at PoolInvoice.com. Blu-ray XL is the power of minerals working for you. Reduce your overall chemical costs and labor up to 50% guaranteed. Whether you have 20 accounts or 20,000, Blu-ray XL's direct pricing and free shipping to the pool trade have you covered. Improving pool professionals' profit and work-life balance is what they do. Blu-ray XL, the real mineral purifier. Visit them at BluRayXL.com. Blu-ray all day. Aquastar's new pipeline cartridge filters, available in two sizes, deliver top-notch hydraulic efficiency along with best-in-class filtration performance, approaching that of DE filters. Uniquely designed, open pleat spacing means 100% of the media square footage is usable. And these claims are backed by NSF test results. 
Designed with the pro's time and comfort in mind, the patented double locking system improves safety and ease of access, making filter cleaners faster than ever before. Available now. Ask your supplier for pipeline filters today. Natural Chemistry, a leader in specialty water care solutions for over 30 years, is proud to provide products that make pool service easier than ever before. Its unique enzyme formulations in Pro Series Pro Blend improve efficiency of your pool program while reducing frequency of filter cleaning and scum lines. Natural Chemistry is also well known for its wide variety of phosphate removal solutions that include a non-clouding formula in phosphory and extremely high range removal with Pro Series Foss Remove or Foss Free Max. Save time, save money, save work with Pro Series products. Stop sacrificing durability or efficiency with the help of Raypack's new Avia HD models that utilize NITEC, their exclusive industry-first technology. NITEC Heat Exchanger Technology is Raypack's latest solution to superior strength and maximum efficiency when it comes to residential pool heating. With 900% more nickel compared to Cooper Nickel in critical surfaces, NITEC creates an ideal surface to protect against scale formation and erosion without compromising on Avia's 84% thermal efficiency. Learn more at raypack.com slash nitech. Welcome back, everybody, to the Pool Nation live podcast. And uh, I think that was Brad's first time listening, right, to the sponsor. It's the first time, yeah. And hey, that sounds great. We should get one of those. That sounds awesome. <laughs> Who makes that? Oh, wait, that's us. He was ready to buy a couple of those heaters right then <laughs> I and there. Here to go. I don't want these things to sell out before I get one. <laughs> Anyways, welcome back, everybody. Let's see. Zach, let me get your final thoughts. I'm still writing them, so you're just still wait. writing them. So just <laughs> <laughs> so I have to admit, Adam, who's listening, has been trying to get in contact with me and establish a meeting, but with the Western and all that. And I know what he's trying to meet with me about, and he wants to talk about the via. And he called me yesterday, and I did not return his call. Adam, if you're still listening, my apology. I'll get back with you when I get back in town, but. I learned a lot today, a lot more than I thought I knew about the heater. And what really was exciting to me was the whole data piece, right? Because that's what we need in our industry. We need to be able to gather more data. We need to have more automation, get more information from the equipment that we're using out there. So I'm super excited to see that and look more into that. I'm excited to see things like that starting to appear in our industry. And like Edgar and John both said, it's like, We've been behind on that when we look at other industries and the data things that are coming out and AI and all this crazy stuff that I don't even understand. So I think that's super cool. And big thank you to both of you for coming down and taking time out of your busy schedule to hang out with us. We're super thankful for that. And it means a lot to us. So my pleasure. John, final thoughts. I thought you were going to pretend to freeze and just look at me like that. (laughs) So no more part throwing. Right, we're trying to eliminate part throwing, Zach. That's what we're trying to. I mean, one of them will work, right? Eventually, (laughs) you got. Oh, we're going to rebuild this heater. (laughs) This heater is going to get rebuilt at the end. It's going to be much better. Trust me. But look again, and I do this all the time on these podcasts, especially when we talk about things. Not that we don't always talk about it, but geeky stuff like this, technology and innovation, is really what gets my blood circulating and and going and gets me excited. This type of stuff, I think, is well deserved and well overdue, and I am very excited about the innovation, what we've seen in the past few years. And I can see it just snowballing and becoming more and more. And exactly what we talked about, every manufacturer is going to see this. 
and they're going to want to jump up and play ball because if not, they're going to get left in the dust. And at the end of the day, all of us as service professionals and builders and anybody in the pool industry benefits from it because now we are armed with better equipment, better solutions for our customers. And I'm just super, super stoked and excited about this heater. I've personally put them in. So everybody out there listening, I've had nothing but luck with them so far. They're new and we'll see five, 10 years from now what happens. But I think that the heater has a lot of innovations that anybody who is considering putting a heater in should take into an account because it's, we talked about this at the Western show and on multiple classes when I was up there and saying, we want to break the mold where when we go into a backyard and we're looking to replace a piece of equipment, it's a very important decision. And it has a, an effect that ripples for many years. And it's not so much, oh, if there's a Raypack heater, I need to replace it with the Raypack because the manifold lines up and it makes it a lot easier for me to plumb it in. Or I need if it's a master temp, it needs to be a master temp or a Jandy or a Jandy. No, what you need to do as a service professional out there is take all the information out educate yourself on all the products that are available and come to a conclusion that's going to be the best solution for, for your client at the time. And if that means you have to cut out a heater and then replace it with another heater, and you're going to have to plumb in a little bit more, even though that the Avia does line up with the master temps, and you might have to change the gas line or do a little extra work, that it is worth it if the solution right or the benefits for adding that heater outweighs whatever cons that you might have so we just want to we want our people out there to just think outside the box educate themselves on all the solutions that are available out there and i think that the via personally is a game changer when it comes down to heaters nowadays and that sincerely and i wish and i hope that the other manufacturers hayward jandy all you guys pantera that you continue to innovate and you create something out there that is as good or better so that raypack can do the same thing too next year or the year after or five years later down the road come out with the newer heater and we can call it the zachary or the zach mm-hmm. that's uh, the name that's the name of marketing <laughs> is working on right now yeah, that's so that's, i'm right about it. yeah that's what we're that, going with that's, that's what we need and there's no shame about it and we all need to embrace this new technology because there's a lot of techs out there that sometimes get a little afraid and even brad when you said oh i don't want my homeowner knowing this or knowing that it makes it too easy or we're going to replace the pool technician no i beg to differ that's not the case it makes us more educated nobody's going to want to go out there and break apart a heater a homeowner and there might be one out of 200 that might do that and so be it that's who they are people felt the same way about pool sweeps and pool cleaners right Nobody wanted to put vacuums in the pool or pool sweeps in the pools because, oh, if they did that, they wouldn't need to have a pool guy. In reality, me personally, I won't take a pool without a cleaner in it. So it's the, we have to embrace these types of changes as an industry, and we have to encourage our manufacturers to do this type of innovation. And I think you guys knocked it out to park with Via so far. Thanks for taking the time to come out here, guys, and taking time away from your busy schedules and doing this podcast with us. I'm sorry you had to spend time with Edgar. I know that's a little draining. Hopefully it won't be your last <laughs> podcast with us. I hope so too. Yeah. So I have to jump in and John says when he geeks out and his blood gets boiling and you know how you can tell, right? His leg starts going and you can see the camera start, start bouncing. <laughs> He's getting really excited. No, look, I think I love when we're dealing with products like this that are just completely innovative and they change the status quo of what we've been doing. And I truly believe that this heater is really going to be that game changer that we need with technology innovation. 
And I know that you guys have some other products that are coming out that I want to talk about those. We'll talk about those on a different day, but just really looking forward to seeing Raypack continue to push that envelope and innovate and bring great products. I am not going to take final thoughts from Brad because I told Akshaya that I would give her Man, the Brad final hasn't thoughts. even let me get a word in. I might have to just make the next visit without him. How does that sound, Negator? <laughs> just going to leave him back over in Oxnard. <laughs> Did you see that, John? He hogged all the time, didn't even let her talk. So. Oh, man. No, but in all seriousness, Brad has a wealth of knowledge. And even as a Raypack member myself, every time I hear Brad talk, I learn something new. So it's always it's been a pleasure sitting down with you guys, too. And we're looking forward to, yeah, continuing to come back and keeps me excited about all the sharing all the new innovations we have too and I'm sure there's going to be many more to come. Yeah, and big huge credit to you because one of the things that nobody talks about is obviously it's very easy to come and talk about products and do those things. When you have somebody that is in marketing, it makes my life so much easier. And I I don't know if you remember at the beginning I was like you need to come out, you need to come out, you need to come out, right? Because when they do have the marketing team that comes out, we're going to shoot videos It just makes my life so much easier because there's that wealth of knowledge of the products and the things that we need to talk about and stuff like that. We we never talk about that side, right? Because we just go behind the scenes and do it. And you have been nothing but amazing and had made my life so easy when it comes to all these video shoots and the script that you put together. It makes my hey, life. I mean, it just so happens I love what I do. So that makes a huge part. And working with you has been an absolute pleasure too. So. We appreciate that. And Mr. Brad? Thank you so much for coming out. We've enjoyed every minute of it. This was not nearly as bad as I thought it was going to be. <laughs> so that's good. He said it wasn't an eight-hour marathon. <laughs> Last time, John, I think he laughed. I swear, I think he, he would have stabbed me on the way down the stairs after eight hours of him just video shooting the whole time. And you know how tiring it is. And so he... But still no food, so... Yeah, we're still waiting for food, so... Uh, anyways... <laughs> All right, everybody, thank you so much. We hope that you guys have a great one, and we will catch you on our Instagram Live. We'll catch everybody tonight. Have a great one. Look at John's eyes. He's like, what? (laughs) (laughs) Have a great one, guys. See you. Bye. Bye. See you. Thanks for listening to the Pool Nation podcast, a member of the Pool Nation family. You can listen to us live every Friday here at 9 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Central, and 12 noon Eastern Standard Time. You can find us at Pool Nation or PoolNationPodcast.com, on Facebook, or on Instagram at Pool.Nation. And to find more info about Pool Invoice, the billing software built specifically for the pool industry, go to PoolInvoice.com. Before you go, this is what the pool industry has been waiting for. PoolManUniversity.com. It's the first platform dedicated to learning the swimming pool service and repair industry. A pool service community where you can connect and find videos on business, service, water chemistry, and repairs. See you there at PoolManUniversity.com. 